Hey everyone, welcome back. This week we're getting the band back together to go on a walk down memory lane, talking about old memories, shows, writing music together. With that said, I'm Q. I'm A. And this is Q&A. Yeah, so welcome back everyone. So again, as Kyle said in the intro, this week we are walking down memory lane, uh, bringing back up, uh, you know, the band, the origins of Nights and Nothing, kind of where it started, um, where, where it kind of changed up, where it ended. Um, and we even brought along our old bandmate and one of our best friends, Nick, with us today. So, hey, Nick. Hi, Steven. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. So I know Nick wasn't actually in the band um, to start off with in the very, very beginning. Uh, we kind of referenced the band at one point in time on that one episode, but we had talked about how Kyle and Ray tried to start a band with their other friend. Uh, and, and I don't know if I said in that episode, but I was low key butthurt that, uh, they didn't ask me to be in the band. And so then I was like, cause you had Sonny being the drummer and uh -huh. I was like, you wait and fucking see. Cause it was like three months. He was you already playing the drums at that time? I had already had percussion like practice since fifth grade, but I had just started the drum set, yeah, so I, I was started. like, he had a little bit extra practice on drum set, I guess, if he even took real lessons for it. I, I don't this, think he did. So many people on in this planet, like you can be just naturally gifted, but like for the most part, so many people just say I play the drums and they like they never have any formal training on it. They just beat the drums because that's the one instrument you could basically just fuck around on and say you play it. As long as you have rhythm. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But you can't really do that with guitar. Like, you kind of have to know or piano. You kind of have to know. Whereas drums, I feel like, is so whatever that like people can people can like sit and think they know how to play the drums. It's right? wild to me that you've started off this conversation essentially declaring that you don't really need to understand anything before playing the drums. Like you could just pick it up you can try <laughs> but i remember i was like i was bummed because i wanted to be in the band i thought that was cool and then um that one didn't last too long and then they invited me and then it really nights and nothing started in kyle's garage uh in hopewell junction and <laughs> in old are hopewell. you doxing kyle what <laughs> you're doxing kyle calling out his home address yeah i'm calling out, i almost called out the name That's right we, we're going home to hopewell home to hopewell <laughs> But uh, he basically, um, what is it, started in the garage one day, and we didn't even have a drum set. We didn't have an electronic set. I didn't have people over my house yet. Uh, and so it was basically me hitting a, hitting a drum pad that I had from percussion and banging a box with a skateboard Kyle had in his garage. And Here's we were trying mini, to do... mini skateboard. It was um, the one that was like the size yeah, the of small one, one of foot. a foot. Yeah, yeah we did a boulevard. Bucket. Yep, there was a bucket overturned. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep, the bucket. Mm -hmm. And that was literally day one. And I think if you if you go back to that day, like, so much came after that. Like, the progression from there to where we ended, I feel like if we made the same leaps from where we ended to from there, like, the equivocal amount of time, we could have been, like... Could have been famous. Famous, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was some really big progress when you really look back at where it started and where, where it ended. But Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean... When I go back and see videos or anything from that first show that we did, it's cringy. It's bad. It's horrific. But in the moment... It's actually like embarrassing. But in the moment, we thought we absolutely killed it. Well, I don't think anyone ever looks back at a video of them at 14 and goes, I looked really cool at this moment. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. But I mean... Nick, I don't know if you were in attendance at our first show. Nah, I've seen the YouTube were. videos. I think we had Nick watch it, right, in my living room that one time. Didn't you watch the first well, one? I don't know if that was the first one or not. 
Oh. And no, I don't think any, I don't think we put any videos from the first show up. Maybe we did. No, but Was I that know the Christmas show. Yes. Yeah, that's the one see, I saw oh on YouTube. Oh my god, all of that's unfortunate Santa hats. that we had yeah. those up there. No, but I swear, Nick, you came to the one day you were at my house. We watched it in my living room. Yeah, right on the DVD player. Yeah. One thing I want to do is next season when we do the video podcasts, I want to have all of us sit down and watch videos. <laughs> Like a react, oh, yes. <laughs> well, that's that'd be a good season too. Our yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, of our first show, and then maybe a couple, like our first show, then like a mid-career show, and then like one of our last ones. Yeah, because that progression is insane. Yeah, it is pretty insane. You know, and and now we're even. Well, actually, I don't want to give that away. I feel like that's like the ending part. I don't want to skip the storyline. I don't want to keep going back and forth. I want to keep yeah, this linear. So, so but, to, to make it more linear is, yeah, so we brought, well, before we even brought Steven in, we, and I think we discussed on another podcast too, so I won't go too in-depth into it. We started another band actually without Sonny and with, uh, we were supposed to be a metalcore band. Again, they had like no, like, this was within experience. a couple months of me picking up guitar um and actually i wasn't even supposed to be the guitarist in that one i was supposed to be the bass player who didn't own a bass at the time so i don't know whose bright idea this was the bottom four strings are the same (laughs) yeah so i did learn actually uh the song issues by escape the fate on there ray learned that on the drums he was the drummer in that band uh alec who we've mentioned a couple podcasts ago yeah was the same uh n- no he oh, wait, was no, he was the guitar player which i don't even know if he played guitar i have no idea i don't remember i think you guys were doing the and equivocal. then our friend sebastian was supposed to be the singer i think you guys were the equivocal of like when we were daycare kyle and we pretended like we were making shit in a kitchen like oh, you guys were like let's pretend like you're the guitar player i'll pretend to be the bass <laughs> and yeah. you just went with it i don't know if you say why it out loud then it becomes, it becomes reality reality yeah. Yeah. yeah so i don't know why that happened i don't mm-hmm. but you know whatever that didn't work out for obvious reasons you know we one hardly ever practiced together but two all of us had pretty much just started playing our instruments and we had people playing things that they did not play plus our singer did not sing in front of us he refused to sing in front of us he uh at one point had to sing the song from the bathroom with the door closed uh love him it's okay great guy i'm not (laughs) (laughs) that was it was after that practice that we kind of realized like this isn't working i'm just kyle can we pause for a sec i I don't want anyone sitting here thinking like steve's laughing he's a dick i just no it's funny it's just it's (laughs) It's hysterical. I imagine it being like I could imagine that being on like a like a, a TV show, like like a comedy mm-hmm. TV show, but that just embodies the awkwardness of being a high school kid. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, let me sing in the back in the front water. of your in front of your friends. <laughs> yeah. So that was when we kind of really realized, like, all right, this probably isn't gonna work. Like, we were still gonna do that band, but we also wanted to have a side band that did more like punk pop punk stuff in the vein of like green day good charlotte made a parade at the time uh all time low that was kind of where we were fitting in that's what we were able to also effectively play at the time so we caught we contacted steven and that uh, was a free agent he was at always the time. free <laughs> um, ended up being one of the probably the best drummer i've seen Thank you, Kyle. Uh, That's too nice of you to say. It's true, buddy. 
but then what happened after Alec was gonna be the singer Alec was the original singer and that's when we had the first practice in the garage that we were talking about we wrote we covered Boulevard of Broken Dreams Mm -hmm. on an acoustic guitar I think we still have that recording somewhere right what did Ray still played the bass I remember we had an acoustic guitar an electric bass and that drum kit that you're talking about that was just makeshift things the drum pad a bucket or a box and a why we didn't just have the practice at your house with the drum kit i have no i have no idea i have no clue you know i the only thing i can think of is like i didn't really know alec Mm. like you knew all of us but i didn't know alec so i think that was kind of like weird like i'm gonna have alec over i don't know at the time maybe it seemed weird it was was only at bucket level wasn't it real drum kit level. yeah i didn't know well, him well enough to show the, him the real kit yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's what it was is that especially back in like high school if you didn't know someone you never had them over yeah yeah in high school house. that was that's more probably of a what thing. it was yeah whereas like when you're like when we got older you know like in like jason came or like well jason knew nick and or patricia came the one time mm-hmm. like i was more like all right whatever you know what i mean well, Steven, we'll get to that I, I know I'm not scared. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not looting. Yeah, I know there's a long story. But uh, yeah, so we had that practice, and that's when we started writing our first song. Mm-hmm. Which Nick, I don't even know if you know this one. Maybe you do. Blind eyes. Can't Wait, that, that was that practice. Oh, so, and the faithful, the infamous. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, Nick. Maybe you know the term, like the the rhythm of saying the words. Like, is there a word for that? Just the vocal rhythm. The vocal okay. rhythm. We'll just say it like that. Just like the cadence of the vocals was. The infamous cadence of the li- It was had such hope. And then yes. Alec. The lyrics are actually good. So Stephen came to us with lyrics already written for this song. Uh-huh. And we thought at the time that this was coming out great. But what happened was the verses, if I remember, were fine enough. You know, nothing terrible. Yeah, they weren't bad, yeah. But then the chorus, something about it, it's just four guitar hits over and over. Boom, it's four boom, guitar boom, hits, boom, then boom, a pause, boom. then the vocals, then another four guitar hits, and then more vocals. It was horrendous. It was awful. It was one of the worst things ever. I remember we had to put it in our set list. We didn't have enough songs. So we put in the set list for the first show ever, which was like oh, we were not really. We played it twice live. Yeah, but even back then we were like kind of like in one show or no? Oh okay. God, I would no. not. Thank God, no. But it was just horrible. It was like, like it, it, it's like through blind eyes you walk, and they would go boom, 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 so far away. Oh no! The whole world. And we tried to rewrite it years later. Yeah, and it's still you can't and get it we, out of your head. The the rhythm it was so hard to. It was so ingrained that yeah. we couldn't do it. It was just it was so weird. No matter what we tried, we tried having. Because right after Alec left, so you know, to get to the next part, we wrote a couple songs. Uh, Blind Eyes was the only one we wrote in full with Alec. And then so it was only Boulevard and Blind Eyes we had, and we started writing Cardiac Arrest with Alec. Yeah, a personal favorite of mine. I appreciate that. Is that really that, one of your favorites? I love that song too. I it's really one of my favorites it, yeah. too. Really? It's one of my favorites too. I don't think it's a bad song, but like compared to like, it wasn't like like a, it was like, the, hi, it, it's like high school punk yeah. band vibes. Well, that's it's not what, like was our. Well, I like the version, the original version, I agree with you. I like the version that we did later on. Oh, where you Nick, added stuff? Where Nick the, added that, that uh, bridge the bridge. Or, yeah. But I think the structure of that song was very functional, mm-hmm. which again, I, not that I 
I can't say I'm super familiar. I don't know if I've ever heard Blind Eyes, but there's a reason. At least Cardiac Arrest <laughs> had a solid. This is a song. It just needs like slight work yes. and obviously mm-hmm. just like a re-recording later on. But yeah, you guys were onto something. Thank you. So. so that we started writing partially with Alec. I think we only had the chorus at the time with him, and then he left the band for. He had like high school football and like whatever. Not enough time to do things. Alec was like Mr. Fine. Popular. Yeah. He had like a million obligations. He was like the opposite of us in high school. Yeah, he was the opposite of us. Yeah, so he just couldn't commit to the time. So, yeah. So after that, we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do. Did we want to have get a new singer? Or I know I tried vocals at one point, but at the time, I'm a pretty reserved person in general. But especially at the time nowadays, I'd be fine to yeah. do it. I just, I'm mm-hmm. still not a good singer. You didn't try but I have enough method. No, but I have enough confidence now where I would still do it anyway. At the time, I was like, no. So we had oh. Ray, who had back in high school had the utmost confidence in just putting himself out there and yeah, doing confidence that. Confidence through the roof. Yeah, insane yeah. confidence. So we both tried Blind Eyes. There's versions out there with me singing. And with him singing, which was the final one. I had no clue. And there's one with both of us on it where we <laughs> were like, eyes, all right, Kyle's well. Kyle's version. Parentheses, yes. Kyle's yeah. version. <laughs> well, there's also one with both of us where we were like, all right, well, maybe if he does the verse and he does the chorus, maybe it'll sound better. No, oh, there was no saving that song. God. Um, that's one of only, I think, three songs that never made it to a Like it just basically a release. thrown away. Yeah, that yeah. Picnic in a Cemetery was the next one after Cardiac Arrest. No, I'm not that big into that one. Are you aware of that one, Nick? Do you remember that one? Picnic, Wait, picnic. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! It's because you bet someone. Someone bet you couldn't write a song Eddie. about a picnic in a cemetery. Like what? What the fuck? Where did that conversation come it from? It was in French class. I was sitting next to Eddie. You know Eddie. Of course I know um, Eddie. And he. I forget what they were talking Who about. Also Some plays like... the bass now in mm-hmm. a band in Indiana. Yeah, so, yeah, and he's good too. I see his videos. What? Yeah. In Indiana. Indiana. He moved to Indiana. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Works for a car insurance company really yeah i'm not gonna throw out his address but <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah so like he uh he was in the french class with me and the teacher mentioned something about french people having picnics in a cemetery or some some weird crap like that and he's like that sounds like a song by a band you'd listen to i was like eddie i bet you i could write a song about that right now and within five minutes i just wrote down some of the worst lyrics I think I've ever put on paper. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, we ran with it for whatever reason, and uh, Kyle and Ray were always just like, "Yo, I love this song," and I was just sitting there like, "Fuck!" Well, it was good because of song. Ray's energy at the end, where he was just oh, when he screamed screaming again, it was at the end, it was amazing. He started to sound like like mental at the end. He was just screaming bloody murder about a picnic in the cemetery. And well, I thought was... that was funny, but it wasn't like like a song that was gonna get us. Yeah people no it wasn't so yeah so we did that we did like our first show shortly after that i don't even remember if we had any other songs up to that point i think it was just those three and then we did uh know your enemy yes uh better than revenge we did at that first show too i think yeah. was know your enemy the one where we were at that place that is was across from john jay where the that spot was our, is technically our first show yeah that was our tech junction right? 52 junction 52 the place that never could gain traction that place always went out of business it was like yep. three restaurants at one time but uh i remember i played soccer with this girl i'm pretty sure her name was megan and on the menu they had megan's mac and cheese well guess what there's no more megan's mac and cheese now 
right? I was like, bitch has her own macaroni. Low-key jealous. But but anyway. <laughs> Wasn't sure where that was going, and I'm still not <laughs> yeah. sure where we landed. I'm also not sure. Um, I just had to throw that out. But, but yeah, so anyway, I just remember the place solely for Megan's mac and cheese. But, but um, at that show, when we were playing, Ray – there was this old woman in front of the thing, right? Wasn't Ray screaming? Yeah, during in, at the whole during <laughs> during the bridge of the song where it's like "Gimme, Gimme Revolution," Ray just screamed in this poor old lady's face. Uh, that was our first show we ever did, technically. Oh my god! But yeah, the the first like real like gig that we had at that was the prior room to the in room? Connecticut, which is really the only place outside of Junction Fifty Two and yeah. a couple other restaurants and stuff that we played. You got to give it to the room because I feel like there's not many places like the room. No, no, like, it was a great a idea. A lot of places kind of need to get vetted a lot first. Yes, um, yes. Like I know a couple of people have played at the Town Crier and Beacon, and essentially mm-hmm. you have to be approved to do it because they don't want someone to show up and have everyone have a bad time. Sound like garbage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think if well, again, we'll get there eventually, but I think if we get the band back together and we have a, a good singer and stuff like that. I think we could play somewhere. I don't think, you know what I mean? But back then, no. Oh, Town, God. Town Crier would have rejected the shit out of us. They'd have been like, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So The Room is in Connecticut. is where we played a majority of our shows. First one we did, it was around Christmas, so we all wore Santa hats. Hell yeah. Um, we did a different, a different, like, fit for every show yeah toward the toward the end i think we got more whatever just more whatever about it but at mm-hmm. first i think we were trying to find like a a shtick that worked for us like a theme yeah. yeah and that one was christmas so we did the santa hats we only had three songs which is the three we talked about know your enemy we covered taylor swift's better than revenge mm-hmm. and um fat lip by some 41 which we were not ready for embarrassing. that embarrassing and that we one we put not on YouTube. ready and we were not ready at all for that one but at the time, we thought we absolutely killed it. We walked away from that thinking, yeah, that was awesome. I was sitting there thinking, like, you know, I'm about to get a bunch of bitches' numbers right now. I was just like, we crushed it. Because people in I mean? the crowd then, seemed into it. Yeah, people were in, but it was the energy. I feel like, again, it's like the whole fake it till you make it. We didn't sound good, but, like, I feel like the energy Ray was good. At energy. least Ray had the energy because me and Kyle were, like, low-key pretty awkward and stiff as high oh, school God, people. Yeah. You know, but so at least there was Ray. So yeah, but, well, if you go out on stage very self-conscious, people can pick that up immediately. You can read but, the body language. You kind of yeah. just have to be relaxed. Also, you fuck up when you're tense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You almost have to just not think about it. Yeah. And you people know? like bad music if you're confident. So not saying that it was bad music. but well, That's like, true. It's kind of yeah. like rap. Some rap music, they're absolutely... Spice. Look, but look at Juice World. Juice World was horrendous in terms of like how he sounded oh yeah but he's so pat you could tell he's so into it like what he was singing there's so much emotion behind it Mm. that like i think that's what people resonate with his music because if anyone else tried doing juice world and they were off pitch like that it probably wouldn't have gained the same level of traction you know no so so then after that you know we did we recorded a first album uh and by recorded i mean my old guitar teacher recorded it for us not yeah. the best sounding thing at all but it was our first thing it was like seven songs that we did some were pretty decent yeah. you know i think i always thought gtl was pretty good just a little too long mm-hmm. that's the thing that in our early days that we struggled with was we overplayed things and left too yeah. much like empty space we realized the issue the like 
a few months ago, I think me and, me and you, Kyle, we yeah. went to McDonald's down the road here. We were going and, back and listening to a bunch and of stuff. And we were just sitting in the car having McDonald's sodas and listening to old, old, the old music. Um, and then we realized, like, this was the issue with this song. Like, it just keeps going and going. But at the time, the, yeah, like I don't think verse. we really vibed that that was off. But now, yeah. coming from today, we're like we didn't need all this filler it just yeah. made it boring it's it, like the lyrics yeah. of the verse will end but the verse instrumentation goes for like it oh, repeats another like four, four times measures. yeah for no reason then does the same thing the chorus we never had too much issue with that but something about verses to chorus and intros mm -hmm. to verses we just let it go on for so long yeah I feel like that's just a staple band practice thing because once you get used to okay I kind of need a couple rounds of this to get used to it that's how you get in the mindset of, oh, well, I have to play this eight times in a row now. Otherwise, it doesn't sound right. And then once yep. you go recording it, you're like, well, I'm going to play it the way that I practiced it. And then oh. you end up doubling down on stuff that, not that it didn't work, but it, you didn't need to do it that many times So it just row. becomes like cookie cutter, where you yeah. just think mm -hmm. that that's how you do it. So you stay you're following it. the routine as opposed to thinking, oh, how can I change this so that way it not works, works better. better, but just even just more efficient. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then Maybe. that's where... Not that I know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nick knows nothing about music. <laughs> well, that that's where one of our... That first album is no, where one of our our fan favorite song came from, Pale and Purple, which... People I'll, like that song. I will die on the hill to this day that that song sucks. No God, offense, you're saying, Steven. I wrote that song in the library. Wait, what year was that? Was that the first year I wrote that? Was I a freshman in high school? It must have been. It was freshman year of high school, I think. Yeah, and I wrote freshman or sophomore year. It must school. have been sophomore. It might have been sophomore by the time in, we did it. Yeah, yeah by the time so, we did that one. Yeah, sophomore year of high school, and we were taking I, – I had a 504, so I got extended time on tests. So they put me in the library, which was great because our school had no AC, and I didn't have to sit in the gym with people. So, you know, go me with my accommodations. Um, but uh, there was this one girl in there that was, like, severely pale and, like, super emo. Or she was just sad. I don't know. But, like, like it might not have been a choice. I don't know. But anyway, I was like pale and purple. And at the time, I was always thinking like, what can I write for the band? Like, I felt like, a, you know, I was a student, but I was also a career musician. So I was always thinking about my craft on the side. And I was like, let me try to write a song about this sad looking girl at the library during <laughs> testing week. And that's where pale and purple originated. The lyrics aren't the bad part, though. The bad part is those spoken words, the beginning. poetry, the beginning that Ray reads. And then at the end he does it again i don't know why we thought that was cool and why we thought that was good that's where confidence needs a cut off where yeah. if if you are going into that thinking this is a good idea i have to commit to it maybe rethink it yeah you're like well, at the time we were like yeah this is cool it has like a creepy sound to yeah. it but then and we i got like, the, i oh. just got the china symbol and i think yes. we were we were looking to bang that man we were <laughs> oh just God. looking well, to bang it because i think right after that i think is when we wrote worldwide contradiction which yes, is our, and then we put that even we put that in again we tried to be a metal band for that mm -hmm. one i'll die on that hill that wasn't a bad a terrible song that guitar solo is absolute garbage <laughs> i don't know what the hell i was doing on there that's before i could do any kind of lead guitar at all which i still can hardly do if we're gonna be honest but that was horrendous yeah, that one, I think, again, we were trying to almost, like, genre change for a little bit, but we were too overzealous. Well, we tried to make our own music genre. Do you remember we called it Amp Rock? Oh, my God. We're so cringy, man. Alternative metal and punk was supposed to be our thing instead of just 
picking a lane to stay in. We were like, we're just going to be whatever oh we write at this time. God. And we couldn't do That's... any of it properly. So anyway, we did that. And then it was our second show was actually like right around the release of that album, which is a battle of the bands. Yeah. The first one we yep. did, which yep. we didn't win. Uh, but we wore these weird suspenders outfits, which I liked. We wore like nice shirts, suspenders, we went to Hot Topic and a, uh, before giant the show. pins that said different words on them. Like your mom. Or Mine said, like, I'm not like, antisocial. I just hate you. Yeah, like, like, yeah, kind of edgy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got. Did ties. you have one? I had a tie. What? Did you have a pin? I think so. I don't what know what happened. Say? I forget what happened. Hmm. Probably something ironically on me. Yeah, you know, I had, like, I had like a tie. Yeah, I had a tie. You're a very chipper guy. It'd be weird if you had a antisocial shirt or something. No, I like feel that. like it was probably something that like one that. Was mine, like, too. Okay. like mine probably said like, you know, the kid that got no action in high school. I definitely had like a pin that said like, I love milfs or like, <laughs> like, like stupid shit that was totally not who I was as a person. You so, know, that's but your stage persona. That's my yeah yeah. Oh, Steve Musket. <laughs> that so, show was a significant uptick in quality though. Mm-hmm. In our st- we still weren't good by any means, but we're actually able to play like cohesively at that yeah. point, and we had more original songs. I think we only played like one or two covers. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which ones for that one, but that's where I started to have more stage confidence. So I was doing things like playing up on top of the amp and doing things that, again, for the level band we were, unnecessary. <laughs> uh, me and Ray were like playing back to back at this point, but like, at least you were more like comfortable. That. Like, but there's the, a sense yeah. of greater comfortability. This also, though, happened to be the worst playing experience I've had on the stage, where something happened to me that has never happened again in my oh, entire life this. playing guitar. During the, I guess you would call, solo of I Want to Be Sedated by the Ramones, which is literally just the, the open high E string, string. it somehow, no idea how, got stuck under the fret of the guitar mid that so i'm like the fuck do i do now because i'm like i can't even like if i try to like move it it's just gonna gonna snap and it's not gonna sound nice so i think after i think we just kind of like skipped through that part of the song go to the the fifth fret of the b my friend yes i should have now i would (laughs) At the time, I panicked. So I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" I, I thought the string just broke. I didn't realize till after the song was over when I looked at it that it was underneath the fretboard somehow. So I had to like untune that string real quick, fix it in between songs. So that was bad. But, you know, we played a bunch more shows here and there after that. We did the second album, um, "Love Loss Acceptance." Oh yes, with the which... heart. Yeah. And the wings, right? The god, like the yep. angel wings. Uh, <laughs> terrible Photoshop <laughs> job putting everything together. Oh my uh-huh. god. Um, yeah, terrible Photoshop. But song wise, I think that's where we really started. Like, not every song on it was good, mm-hmm. but songs like 911 I thought were really good. Yeah, 911 um, was good. Alone, where in which we totally ripped off Eddie Money. Um, Leave me alone tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100% ripped that one off by accident. Did we get 100% get rip off the rates? Why not? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. As I long remember, as it's unintentional. I heard that for the first time at ShopRite, like, when we were younger, and I was like, holy shit, I thought it was us. And then I realized, like, oh, wow, God, this sounds just like us. You're right. We ripped this song off. Yeah. I only noticed I was walking through Walmart one day, and I heard it, and I was like, they wouldn't play us in Walmart. I was like, oh, shit, this is the Eddie Money song. I was like, oops. <laughs> Um, so I had that one. I had a couple others too. Currents was on that one, mm-hmm. 
which I still oh, think to this day is our best song. I do. I love Currents. Currents is incredible. Uh, I would love to re-record that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's some great go. drumming on that. In current, yeah, there's like sixteenth mm-hmm. note, like hi hat runs or something. I don't know. You oh, do yeah. something oh, insane. Yeah, it, it is fast. like yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It is that, and then it's just like a lot of cool. I like that they had a great transition, which at that before that we like struggled with transitioning, which I think was a huge reason why we did these long outros yes. and shit like that that didn't work. But that song had like, like good, like good beats. The drum was good. Uh, the transition was really clean. You know what I mean? And it was written and when then, we just started to. So before peek behind the curtain on that, our writing strategy beforehand used to be someone will write lyrics and we'll write music around it, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't write it like together. together. Someone would just come in with like, Oh, I wrote this guitar part for this and these lyrics. Let's do that. Currents is around the time where we decided let's all sit down and write together. Yeah. And that I feel like that made a big difference. I think because just... some of our best songs were when we wrote it together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you're almost building, building it together. So I think you all came in with the same vibe of the song, you know, whereas the other one, you're just, here's the song and someone heard it in their head. But everyone else has like a different. They hear it differently without knowing what it was. You yeah. intended it to sound like. So naturally, they're going to be defensive of, "Well, I wrote it this way. Like, don't add this or don't change yeah. this because yeah. I can already hear it exactly the way that it's supposed to be." Yeah, which, mm-hmm. it is hard because it's almost like it's my way or the highway, and then it's really hard to figure. Not not in a mean way, but it's just like you wanted it a certain way. But then it was almost better when we were each taking, each putting ideas out there, and then trying to cohesively make it work yeah you know i don't know some about it just had better flow to it mm-hmm. you know but was the was nick in the band at that point nick was yeah. not in the band at that when, point when currents was first ran it was just me you and right it was just the three of that whole album yeah. was just the three of us and that's when we did we played a couple shows on that still mm-hmm. at the room but we played one the one of the show I want, like specific show i want to hit on from that period was we played it was it arbor ridge at the time mm-hmm. we played at arbor ridge and uh, it's like a hotel event space well, it was well supposed there's to a be motel this... next to it but it's, yeah that was in and of itself a catering place yeah well yeah. It, it's owned by the same people now it is at the time i don't think it was no but it's like a catering hall to do events they had this thing a uh, pop punk phenomenon i think they called it and it was supposed to be like local bands and uh in like the pop punk and like one of them i think is like a metalcore band mm-hmm. And one of them was a pretty big local band. Uh, uh, seen through, blind, through eyes. blind eyes. Yeah. They were then changed their name to some else, which we couldn't think about. The we were talking about them the other was day. It, we could... Was it Meridian or something? It was Meridian. Yes, I was like, I, I don't know why that name. just hit me just now. Uh, seen through blind eyes was so much better. I love that name of the band. There's Letters to Autumn also oh, played letters, that show. Yes. They were good. I still have their CD. Uh, one of their tracks is really really good. But we were the first band to play. Everyone else in this, I'll never forget this or forgive these fuckers. Because it wasn't like this at the room. The room nope. had a certain culture. The room had a culture of, and I feel like every other place that's like a strictly local band show, the other bands and their people are there for them still hang out and watch yes. the other local yeah. bands. Yeah. Everyone at this show hung out outside at their cars for every band until like the last one or two went on. 
we you're were not supporting local music no. and you're just supporting a band you already like you're only, and your friends. or you're really yeah. only supporting yourself like the band themselves is only there for themselves like, only i think only one else. band member from any of the bands was in for our set and it stayed like that for the other like one or two after us too it wasn't until what the other bands yeah it wasn't yeah. until like the main i guess headliner yeah. went well, because on because they thought they were like the shit yeah they did you know but the thing well i feel like back then it seemed so much with you know like you know, bands Warp Tour and like you always heard the Warp Tour sampler or like whatever. And I think back then there was a greater chance that you could be like, like not super duper famous and still make yeah. it to that level. So I feel like they thought they were like basically well, on the cusp their, of that. Their sound fit that mold, and it did fit the mold. So like I understand they thought they were great, but yeah. but you know, look at like they ended up being nothing. Mm-hmm. So like you thought you were the shit when you could have just been a, a good person and. And like, oh, I respect these people who are also trying to be in a band. Yeah, you know what I and mean? you probably would have garnered a better fan base if you were open to listening to other people and just mm-hmm. being. You're all in it for well, music, you so why would you be people. defensive about well, it? Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Or like, if you were there and you're chatting with people that knew each other, you like took the time to get to know the other bands. Like just all those people supporting each other. Too. It's just networking, yeah. But yeah. those, yeah, no, that that was notable. That was yeah. annoying to me because that's when we first started to I feel like really actually get good at the shows. But one downfall of the show, I think, is that they gave every band like an, like 45 set. minutes to an hour. So we played 10 songs, the longest show I think we ever played. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually had the set list here. Oh my god, you still have we it? We played... This is before we had our good songs, actually. So this is actually still when we didn't have that second album yet. Oh wow. So my timeline was off. So we only... We had we had so little songs that we had to play Picnic in a Cemetery and Blind Eyes at this show to fill space. Oh in addition to one, two, three, like three or four covers. Wow. Yeah. No, that was a long set list. I feel like also side note that was the 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 con the show we played where the worst photo of me was taken ever. Kyle, you don't like how you look in that in that. Oh island, yeah, I don't like I how I looked. I hated how I looked. I was like, well, who lets me? Who let me out of the house like this? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what I was doing back then. But so, what was the outfit choice for that one? I think I was wearing like a dare T-shirt, and like my hair wasn't even. I I was trying. Kyle and Ray always had the long hair. Yeah. And like they, they not it, for that show. I didn't. No, no, not for I that show. It. No, your hair looked good on that show. But I uh, I liked like how their hair looked, and you know, long hair was in then, right? Like the Bieber yeah. flow, like shit like that. And I, and just in general, pop punk people had long hair, um, and but my hair isn't like that. Like even right now, I had a hat on today, and like I have very fluffy, thick hair. Your hair looks great after wearing a hat. Uh, right. Just for right. reference, you think so? This man? is what hair could look like. I think your hair looks fine too. What are you I talking think it just about? Looks too flat. Nick, it's also how, dented how, in the how back. How does our hair not look the same right now? Steven, your hair looks like it was just professionally yeah. done in a salon. What the fuck? No, it doesn't. You do not you look, look like great. you had a yeah. hat on at all. Stop flattering me. It does not. <laughs> Steven, you do not look like you had a hat on at all. What? That's yeah. crazy. I like, I like did this in the bathroom really quick, but like I didn't do anything. I don't know if this will land, but you look exactly like current day Anthony Jesselneck. <laughs> where your hair is I've just always... very thick and wavy and you just have a very nice beard I've always thought that they oh, looked similar. Yeah. They have a very similar smile, I think. Similar is. smile, oh, but Anthony, legitimately, yes, yeah. It took me a second but for now that he's got a beard. The two of you look yes. identical. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. No, I know. I've, I remember when, I think Kyle was the first one that ever said it, and I'm like, yo, that's so weird because we do look very, very yeah. similar. Too bad yeah. he's not more famous. People just stop me thinking I'm Anthony yeah. Jesselink. <laughs> and then I'd have to disappoint and be like, nah, I'm just some random dude. No, nah, I'm just Steven. And I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're poor oh then never mind 
But, uh, oh my God, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, so I looked um, back then, though. It was just, I just let my hair down. Like, when my hair's just down and there's no rhyme or reason behind it, and I had the sides that were, like, super duper thick, like, I let the sides grow out, horrendous. So I know I went on a little segue there, but, like, I, I have that picture from yeah. that show somehow on my phone, and when I see it, I'm like, God. <laughs> it's always so far behind. I feel like when I... Like in high school, I had myself about as figured out as like a middle school kid. And then in college, I was probably where I wish I was when I was in high school. And now I wish I was in college. Like, I feel like now I wish I like personality and everything wise was in college again. You know, I'm always four years behind. I'm like always. In the well, we're almost part. out of the college mindset then. What? Seems <laughs> almost ready to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with going out here and there. That's not what I'm talking about. What do you mean? You said you're four years behind, so in four years you'll be ready to be an adult. I mean, in a couple oh, of years you'll be ready to be an oh, adult. Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you were like, teasing me because I like to go to the bar sometimes. I'm like, no. Okay. But anyway, back to the main conversation because yeah. we're way so, off. Yeah. But uh, so Anyway, so now again to when I think it was around this time that we started to brainstorm maybe bringing in another singer. Yeah. We had an interview with that girl, Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee, yes. Um, I believe she still sings at the Handshakes Karaoke Nights. Wait, I haven't been there in she did five very, or six years. She did I'm very, like, very well. Yes. She sounded great. Probably, I think her schedule didn't mm-hmm. work, so we were like, I just kind of fell through. But we sat but her down. Us being... <laughs> Us being teenage Us being boys. stupid teenage boys in high school. Don't know why, but we were like, this we're going to make interview questions. This is low-key creepy, looking back at <laughs> it. Wrote them down. I'm sure Ray still has them in a notebook somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Or like we'll the get band to this, folders. but I don't think you ever asked me any interview questions. No, we didn't. No. Okay. And you're probably grateful we didn't. Uh, so <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting here right now, I don't think. Also though, like, like we knew, we guys? also though like knew you. Yeah. Though, like I'd known you for years oh, up true. until I, like me and you have known each other since like seventh grade. Yeah. Um, I knew Kaylee from like class, but that was about it. Um, but yeah. So one of the questions that we asked, and I don't know if we talked about this on another podcast or not. I think we might have mentioned it. I don't know. But I'll just mention it again because I don't know if Nick ever heard the story. Is we asked her if she preferred her Oreos <laughs> reduced fat or double stuffed. It's just some oddly sexual about that <laughs> comment with a cream filling in between two crackers. It's just too specific. Yeah. I right. Don't know. I don't know. I'm like, what were we? We knew what we were saying, and we thought it was funny because it sounded sexual. And it was we the always only reason used, we and we always it. used to eat Oreos. But we did like practice. Oreos, but it sounded oh. it sounded weird, and so like we just added that in there. Because Stephen loved reduced fat Oreos. Mm-hmm. And we always liked the double stuffed. I like how I thought I was making a difference in my life where I would eat a whole fucking row of reduced fat Oreos. Like, oh, I'm so skinny. I had a whole, oh, what did you eat today? Oh, reduced fat Oreos. It's okay. It's how like, many? Oh, just two? No, the, the, whole, whole, the whole fucking sleeve. row. The whole sleeve. Oh, yeah. So, But yeah, so that anyway, didn't work that out. didn't work out. So then we're kind of still brainstorming. Then we're like, all right, well, maybe Ray could focus on his vocals if instead of bass and singing. Yeah, I think that was way too much. Yeah. We could just let him focus on being a front man, which he was really good at. And not worry about playing something while he's doing that. So that's when I was like, huh. Our, like my friend, Nick, I don't know if you knew Nick before. No, I this. think I, I vaguely remember meeting little Nick at the sixth grade dance. Like, you know, the middle mm. school dances, uh, 
at Van Wyke. Yeah. I swear I met you one time because there's this younger kid that like in my memory reminds me of you, but that was I didn't know who you were. You definitely knew him from. You guys would have been in. You some definitely grade. knew him beforehand yeah. because I believe you were at my graduation party, yes. and we played that. Zach and I did a uh, no contest can jam. Yes, we oh, walked yes. in. We immediately just, just swept. Yeah. Oh my god! Beautiful. I do. I actually remember that. I forgot yeah. that. But no, I did know. I already knew who Nick. If we're talking, okay. that, I I did meet Nick when we were like older in high school. Mm. I already kind of knew Nick was. It wasn't like a complete stranger coming. Yeah. In. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure Nick plays bass. I think at the time you did something with Eric was Aquanauts or something. Oh, like that, that was. Just like oh, that was a name we came name. up with yeah. when we played Black Sabbath in Eric's bedroom. Yeah, that's what that I, was about it. That's what I remembered from it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Nick plays bass. Never heard you play before. But I was like, let's see if he wants to play a show with us. And for whatever reason, Nick heard our music and was like, sure. <laughs> yeah, Nick, what swayed you? Well, what swayed me was, number one, you guys are friendly. <laughs> You're my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love... To play with people and that was the main thing where uh, not even just a schedule thing but i feel like eric and i had fun playing together but we had no drummer we had no mm. ambitions to do anything and it was just nice to see that you guys had a band were playing live shows and not that i'm a massive pop punk fan but i was like it's live music i've always loved live music so i might as well try it so mm. i don't know yeah, that's mm. fair. Yeah, I give you credit, Nick, because I know it's not your your primary choice of music, but I guess you still got to like, like play out and like we tried to do some with it, which was cool. And I also, just like playing any style of music, so I don't know. Yeah. Also, for those of you listening, Nick is innately talented at bass. Incredible. Like I swear to God, Nick, I I'm convinced that you just were born somehow with the talent to play bass. Did you ever have lessons? No. I think you're both far too kind. Uh, no. Um, no, no, I, no, okay. no, 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 no. You guys say shit to me sometimes. I'm like, no. I, but, but, uh, because I just practice, but Nick, like, out like of what the, you do, I just out of swear the three it's people in this room, I am by far the least, like, innately talented at my instrument. Come like, and I have no. What? We are not ranking each other here. <laughs> We're not ranking, but I'm saying, like, the two of you are, like, innately talented at what you do. I don't know if I'd say I'm innately talented. Steven, you started did you get a NISMA scholarship from... or something? No, but I, I did NISMA drums. I did like the yeah. hardest NISMA level. I got like a, a 97 yeah, or Yeah, so 90. get out of here. I'm not innately What percentage talented. of people can do that? I don't know. Well, yeah. Joe, my drum teacher, had a few kids get 100, but like he was just okay. a, he was a good... Maybe I just had a really good teacher and like... I think yeah, but I you, Steven, you killed the kit from like but i always had i always had rhythm because yes. i remember my dad always had the dj cds and we would be driving somewhere and he'd be listening and i i oh he always tapped but like i just feel like i always for whatever reason had good rhythm but my dad's been doing music since he was a little kid so maybe there's something genetically there where like he just also has rhythm i don't know yeah and then nick here you put like any stringed instrument in this guy's hands and he just kills it nick hears uh, things uh, you hear you not hear in the psychotic like, way but you can hear. like i always say nick nick was a great addition because like i don't really know guitar and kyle knows guitar and like vice versa kind of deal and like we we both are trying to express something but i feel like nick you kind of are you kind of link it together so like mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm trying to relay something to kyle and i don't know how to say it you kind of have a better idea of what i'm trying to say somehow and then it kind of works itself out mm-hmm. you know what i mean i feel like that's the 
benefit of a rhythm section or whatever yes, and again yeah. i had also prior to playing with you guys i'd never played with a drummer and i feel That's like true. immediately you and i were on like on the same page not yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind like, of true it wasn't yeah. like a yeah. natural connection or something but it was just like oh we both get what's going on and then mm -hmm. also understanding yeah. guitar it was just easy to link everything together at yeah mm-hmm no, it definitely came easier when you joined also because I guess like bass, yeah, so it's rhythm and it's related a lot to the, the drums in that way. I think we were able to like more fuse it together. I don't know, mm -hmm. you know? And I think when we brought Nick in was right when we started writing for our third and I guess like last mm -hmm. album, uh, which is by far the best. Like yes. hands down, every song on that is actually good. Um but I think that Nick joining actually had a significant impact on the songwriting. Oh, yeah. In that we went from just being more, like, straightforward, like, punk or, like, pop-punk inspired to having more elements of kind of, like, a more, like, alternative, just more, like, rock sound it in It sounded general. more like a real band. Like, I feel yeah. like the lyrics and the overall structure of the songs sounded more like music that I would innate like just naturally listen to mm -hmm. and not just music like we threw together like the if you look at like early stuff like we were like super oh more so like we were either hitting it theatrical like pale and purple mm -hmm. we were very fast and not really deep in the lyrics like cardi cardiac arrest or like picnic, picnic in a yep. cemetery or stuff like that or like even gtl you might mm -hmm. say was kind of drawn out to some extent 911 but yep yeah, but like then we had like meaning to the lyrics and there was better structure and then the flow was good um mm -hmm. and you could totally see like a real big evolution from that the second album to the third album it was mm -hmm. like pretty crazy and then it kind of you know we we had all those and then isn't that when it kind of started fading apart yeah i don't know if we ever played a show after that album came out like we never played a show with those songs. Yeah, I played. I don't two think so. live shows with you guys. The first was one it was, only two? Yeah, because at it was, the room, both at the room. The first one was I think three or four months after I started playing with you guys, yep. and again, had not played with Ray at that point until like two weeks before we did the concert. Mm -hmm. I also felt a little bit awkward at first because I was like, "Oh, am I taking his job?" Because uh. Not that it wasn't like clearly explained to me, this is why you're playing the bass, but I was like, was I taken in as a replacement and now mm -hmm. raised back? But I get it now. Um, but that was great. And I had a pretty free schedule. So I feel like it was very easy for all of us. You and I, me and Kyle were going to college locally. Steven, you were still in still high school. school. Mm -hmm. um, so that just made it easier. The only downside was, uh, I think it was, two or three weeks post our first show i broke my back yes. uh yeah, which steven then, made fun of you all right, yes. Cal, all right. <laughs> well i don't i don't care uh, <laughs> no 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 but nick i hope i hope you know that i didn't really mean i wasn't really making fun of you i was just like joking, i know but maybe i should have doing it in a maybe joking manner jumped. yeah i maybe and, should have done that nick pulls up care. to every band yeah. practice he's like oh the old man's here yeah <laughs> My no, assisted living brought me to this band practice because I can't carry the anything assisted myself. Assisted living band. Yeah. yeah, but no, that was rough, though. I can't believe it was that long ago, honestly, that you hurt your back. It feels like just yesterday. I can still see it in my head. Like you I can still feel crippled. it in my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. But, um, but yeah. yeah, just two shows. It was mostly covers, and then I think we played GTL and Currents. Was, and then I think vampire girl 
We um, did do Vampire Girl. I think um, we might have done 911 too. Because that's the one Steven that had. That was probably the, um, in it. I would assume that was probably his definitely. drum solo. Yep. But man, there were so many good songs from that last album that, yeah, you're right. I don't think we ever played a lot. Like Cluster Bomb. Yeah. That one was great. I love that song. Incredible. Not just because I have a bass solo, but because it's fun. And that was a fantastic collaboration thing where mm-hmm. I feel like you had written the guitar part for it and then we figured something else out. And then because you guys are too nice to me. You were like, put a bass solo in it. And I was like, okay. That song is so good. Yeah, but you killed it, I though, still, Nick. I still play that bass solo sometimes, and I'm just like, it's really fun to play. It came out so um, good, yeah. The song but, on its own is so good, everything about it. Mm-hmm. Not to toot our own horn there, but I, I mean, know. that that <laughs> one was great. Um, what other song was on that album? Uh, Fly uh, Away. Fly Away oh, was Fly good. Away. Stay. 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 That was a good song. Yeah, there were some really good songs there. We still were struggling with the whole singing thing, but... And we definitely would have done Alone while you were in the band. I think that one was a pretty constant on the set list. Um, I remember that one. That was the Eddie Money ripoff one. Oh, yeah. that, yes. Yeah. I, yes, we played that live. I just, I can't remember the names of any of yeah. them. I remember, as soon as we start playing them, I'll remember them. They but know, yeah. yeah, I think we may have done, in your first show, we may have done Gatsby's Green Light, but I don't remember. Because yeah. that's the one that me and Ray did like the... Blink one eighty two feeling this style vocals at the end where we both sung different things overlapping. Mm-hmm. We did play feeling this. So we did do feeling this. <laughs> we also did um always at one point. Yeah. I also didn't realize until me and Steven saw Blink last weekend how many Blink one eighty two hits we covered in our time. Yeah, we actually did. They as they were going through the set, I was like, Oh, we played this. We played this. We played this song. <laughs> yeah. Then we we tried to do feeling, miss, we miss did feeling point, this. We didn't do it. Did we? Missy's well, a hard one to do live. Or I just covered yeah. it myself. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just did because I don't remember doing that one. Yeah, maybe I just did it myself. I know we did feeling this. Feeling this always. We did always. We did um, first date. I oh first date. That's right. All small things. We did all small things yeah. in the. Uh, so all right. So after we did this, right? After we did that, uh, Nick played a couple shows, and you know, at this point, I then went to college. Um, I had already Ray gone was to still college. in the city. You went to college at this point. Um, Nick was, I think, still local. Or were you in Albany? At I the went time? to Albany. Yeah. So yeah, so we all kind of like we were spread out in college. Uh, but like on breaks, we would occasionally still get together and jam. And what we ended up doing, which I think was another one of our brightest ideas, was Ray actually picked up second guitar. Yes. And that, that was a big help, and it made everything sound much more full. Unfortunately, we never played a show like this. But we wrote our two last songs as a band. One Ray wrote uh, "Night of Nothing," which I think is a pretty fair way to cap off, you know, the Nights of Nothing era. That is kind of true. Yeah, that was kind of interesting way to end off. It, you know, it's I think it's actually a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. It's very dynamic. Yeah, like it has a lot of different pieces. Yeah, I think it's the perfect ending to that. But we also did, um, mo- mostly the three of us, and then Ray just kind of added to it at a later practice because he wasn't there for it. We wrote a couple other songs, I think mostly one, and released it as one with Under Nights of Nothing, and then we started a new name because we kind of wanted to get away from that old, old sound. sound, and Steven was on lead vocals. Uh, it was called I Don't Care, and we released it under 
Clifton Avenue, which is still on Spotify, by the way. Oh my God, Kyle, please mm-hmm. don't direct people over there. Go check it out, Clifton Avenue. I don't care. I just want to point out that I'm or not keep the talking. best singer. I don't but care. Like, do I think I was better than Ray? Yes, I do think I was better. But than there Ray. were cool. But... There was a cool melody at the end in the vocals there. Oh um, yes. Oh, like oh, when I overlaid my own voice because mm-hmm. I was like, this would sound good with that, and then we did that. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. So the three of us wrote that one. Then Ray came in, added like a lead guitar to it, and then did like his yelling over the chorus which again he sounds good when you use him for his strengths mm-hmm. um so we did that and then that was kind of it for a while i think that was the last thing we did for yeah quite a number of years yeah uh and then a couple years no a year ago now a little over a year ago like september of 2021 i think probably over wow. over a year ago because yeah. we we and we haven't done it in like a year yeah so right around then the three of us kind of got together and said let's jam let's uh try to start a cover band well we only started we started the cover band i think because we were just like lyrically like you couldn't write anything exhausted of lyrics mm-hmm. like we had like nothing yeah you know and it's also it, easier to get back in the groove yeah just like a song we all know yeah because you could easily what we're doing was like we're like all right let's do these two or three songs right and we would all practice like kyle practice nick just knows immediately and mm-hmm. then i practice and and then, you know, we were picking it up quick because we we're like, if we do two or three every single week, eventually, like, I think the overall goal was to, like, get to 30 songs. By the end of it, we were pretty close. Yeah, we got yeah. up to, like, 20-ish. Yeah. 20 yeah. that we had down Good. Well, because well we just enough. kept playing because for a while we kind of started, like, stopping um, yeah. again because scheduling conflicts. Yeah, well, we had Alec. We had Alec come band. back. So it was us and Alec again. So it was kind of like a... 360 yeah kind of but with nick added and everything was going well i thought we sounded really good Mm -hmm. and then alex just started not being able to make practices and kind of fell apart we tried some other singers um steven's friend patricia because we wanted to add a female vocalist you know cool the main goal was to do like gigs like at bars and stuff yeah because you should have a female vocalist because it kind of goes well when you have a male and a female if you're doing different songs but at the end of the day like yeah, Patricia has a good voice and she sings out a lot and does like those open mics, but she's just into way different music. Like mm-hmm. we just knew it wasn't going to work, like, yeah. you know. So that kind of ended there. But mm-hmm. no hard feelings, of course. But um and then we brought in Jason, which Jason is a, a fantastic singer and yep. he almost and when we did our Green Day covers, he sounded so much like Billy Joe that we were like, "Holy shit, we should just drop the stick the stick of uh doing a pop you, punk yeah. cover band and just maybe just do, do Green, Green Day, Day cover Green band." Day. Yeah. And then it just got, you know, it was just too difficult to schedule because Jason, Jason's busy and he does, like, crew and other stuff and, and works. And at and, the time, I was living 45 minutes away. And, yeah, and then Kyle lived in Hyde Park now. Like, so he had recently moved not long before with Christina. and Which I was still yeah. committed. I still made that drive every You week. did make the – yeah, you did, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I give you credit for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was just, like, again, it's always been – and then it kind of fizzled out, which is sad. But, you know, we've been talking recently about trying to get back together and do – um i i i personally wouldn't mind doing the cover band thing but i would also kind of like to just write five songs and play out and do five songs somewhere like even they give you like a 20 or 30 minute set do five mm-hmm. songs a few covers mm-hmm. if we could find a place like the room i think that'd be kind of cool like just to do it again i just feel like it was so much fun doing it that we did it at a time where we like lacked so much experience and now i feel like it'd be so much better doing it as an adult 
lacked experience, lacked confidence. Yeah, yeah. Doing it as an adult would be, I, I think I would like enjoy it so much more than I, than I did as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like as a kid, I was so in my head about it. Like, because as a kid, I was thinking like, this could go somewhere. This could be like a career. Like we could blow up. Yeah. I was too in my head. I think I wasn't confident in anything. Yeah. Nowadays, it's just for fun. Like, you give yourself too much stakes. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I'd like to do this because I enjoy yeah. doing it. And I'm yeah. not worried about what if this goes wrong. Yeah. That's and one true. thing that I've always said that I'd love to do is another, like, backyard show somewhere. Oh, just, just do it just it, to do just it. Just friends yeah. and, you know, whoever wants to come. I'm going to take Kyle's backyard since he has the patio. Yeah, true. That's probably the best backyard yeah. to do it in. Yeah. So, I mean, that that would just be fun, you know, yeah. especially as a warm-up gig. Yeah. But one thing that, and you know, we're all going to be trying to write stuff today after we're done recording the podcast. But I would, I agree with Stephen. Writing like five new songs would be great. It'd but be I would cool. Love to re-record maybe like five or six oh, of our the best old, songs. Yeah. Rewrite them a bit to cut down on the parts that aren't good. Put those out there, and if they match the sound and style, it could be one full album of yeah. And if not, you could always release that like two as its own thing and then mm -hmm. release a second one that's newer, you know? Yeah. But but I yeah. feel like there's a good amount of songs that just need re-recording. Like, it's not yes. even a, oh, this is a bad song or it needs to get fixed. It's just, oh, the sound quality of this sounds like it was recorded in Kyle's garage 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing, even with, so even towards the end, it was still 2012? No, 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 2016, oh, right? Yeah. 2016. 15 or 16 i want to say is when we was, did the last stuff. two years into college so i think <laughs> and so even that like technology in terms of like music recording at home has come a long way since then yeah i mean we were recording on like the little zoom eight track recorder which is fine but it has eight tracks but yeah <laughs> you're limited with that and there's not like much effects now it's just and yeah like pro tools and stuff was available but it was pretty prohibitively expensive now mm. there's like free softwares and like much more readily available like amp simulators and things like that so you can actually get things sounding significantly better from home so i would love to see what we can come up with now i know and steve and i tried to write something a couple of weeks ago and it ended up just coming out like we all i think we got a little bit discouraged no we didn't like the guitar during sound. it the sound of the guitar the sound of the us. guitar i don't know if it was the tone or the part but something about it we were listening to it and after like a couple hours of listening to it trying to come up with stuff we looked at each other and we're like does this just sound like early nights of nothing and it did and that just like soured the whole the whole session <laughs> and we like and we're walked like, right, away we're yeah we, we turned it we turned it off and we're like all right we're, we're done here i really like that drum beat though i made it was really good. I really like the drum beat. Yeah. yeah. I would like to hear it. Yeah, so you guys showed me. I do not understand here. the drums. That is, I think, the biggest downfall in whatever I bring to this musically is I do not understand how the drums work. I am rhythmically inclined, but I just literally do not know. How is that? I don't know. Like, I know yeah. a sound that I want in my head, but, like, even on Soundtrap is the mm -hmm. free Spotify thing, I cannot figure out how to do things. And I even just, like, basic, like, Bum, bum, I do not get how to program that into it. And I know that's something I should figure out at this point. And I've been playing music long enough that I should know, but I just don't. No, some people can't do it. Like yeah. they sit down on the, it looks, the drums look so easy to do, but like some people sit down on it and it just doesn't come out. I'm good at rock band. 
But yeah, well, I, Kyle yeah. was ex- intense at rock band. Mm-hmm. You know, expert what I mean? all the way. I suck Every at instrument. rock band. Is that not ironic? That's like weird. I'm good at rock band drums. I cannot play hard guitar on rock band because it's just like uh, pressing two buttons at once. My hand can't do it. And I'm like, that. I can play very difficult guitar riffs or bass riffs. I cannot play rock band guitar on Xbox. We're, yeah. we're the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I can oh, yeah, you're shred good at guitar too. anything on the expert guitar on <laughs> Guitar Hero Rock Band. What a cool expert guy. Expert <laughs> drums on Guitar Hero Rock Band. Expert vocals, because all you had to do was match the pitch on that. Yeah. Didn't matter how you actually sound. Mm-hmm. I got 100 on Kill a Yes that. song because I was just going like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all it needs. It just needs you to be somewhere in there. You don't range. have to sound good. You just need to hit like the I remember I kind of cheated the, uh, remember the Endless Set List challenge on Rock Band 2? They had to play through the entire game endless set list without pausing or failing mm-hmm. God. when i had to go to the bathroom I, so i did it on vocals to it easier to ensure i didn't fail anything i put the mic in front of the tv speaker and just went to the bathroom because it was still picked up the vocals from okay. the track yeah oh my god and it worked i was like thank god that's smart yeah I was like, I don't know if it's going to work, but I was still like not late enough into the challenge. And I was like, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the I world. I can restart. Yeah. 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 And it worked. So. Yeah, but uh, wait, how did we get on that topic? Nick, what did you say that brought us to rock band? Not understanding the drums, but being able to play the rock band drums. Oh, and then here. Yeah. 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 yeah but, but again, I feel like uh, if we if we take again back to the old music we take the old music and like we revamp it and like do the five best songs i think it would sound really really good you know but i think it'd also be cool if we could write like five other songs Mm -hmm. that kind of picks up where we left off you know what i mean because that could also sound really really good yeah you know Mm -hmm. but yeah the hardest part is the lyrics half the time i know yeah always have to get inspired again yeah i came up with some decent lyrics last night while doing laundry i gotta show you guys yeah I think that's where I'm most self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't think I've ever provided a single lyric really? for any of you. Because you got to really open yourself up yeah. emotionally. Well, I think for me, it's that all my lyrics came from a time in my life where I was sad or angry about something. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've been in that place in a little while. The only place so. that I derive like genuine emotion from, like similar to when... I was in high school and had all these issues was probably the Teresa stuff. Like mm. I have so much I could pull from that. Well, so also, a lot of the lyrics I've, I've been able to write lately pertain to that because like I feel something like that. Otherwise my life is just Jim being a teacher, you know, like normal life. Like, like what am I going to say? Jim teacher laundry. Jim T. Te- oh my God. That is so <laughs> funny, Nick. I was thinking, I was like, what? well, it sounds like Jim Tan laundry, but Jim teacher laundry. <laughs> it is though. That's really yeah. like my adult life. Like, and I'm content, and I don't really know what to say. But with that thing, there were so many issues there that, like, I almost I was gonna in my brain I was like, it'd be cool if I could write like a concept thing and like have them all relate somehow. Mm-hmm. But you know, do that. But it's hard enough to get one, so I'm like in the process of trying to write one. Yeah. Well, for for me, I, like, I always wonder how do you write a happy song like lyrically without it sounding corny. Without sounding corny. corny, you know like who is the kings of that though? Blink One Eighty Two. I was listening yes. to them on shuffle the other day, and outside of a, like a handful of serious songs, yeah, they really are. Good it's just so much fun. Yeah. But I'm like, how did, they sat down and wrote this, and it doesn't sound corny at all. Even their like absolute joke songs, like Family Reunion, or even like yeah. Built This Pool, 
they manage to be funny but still sound good musically yeah whereas like i feel like we try to write a happy song and we come up with like that song party from yeah or what was it what was this lol do you remember that one lol hashtag love no i think we started writing a song lol i don't think it ever got recorded hashtag love is also yes just 100 percent of well it's just I might a have funny interlude to that oh you yes did. you did you did um what was the well, first what what was the first like party song we did on the Cinemas? second album no no well that was a, that was heavy bonds we did party, um, we did party but what was the one yeah what was the one before that from the second album there was one yeah this one that we talked we had like the interlude in the song oh my god hold on it's gonna drive me nuts maybe it's a song about drinking at a time in our lives that none of us drunk no it was before party it was uh shit hold on hold on if you can't find it you can always edit it back into the podcast nope nick i have it i have all our music saved on my phone it is shocking how quick you're able to pull up all of this i have it saved on my phone that's why uh Woohoo! Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had a few songs like that. I guess that were pretty uh, yeah jokey. Yeah, at a time in our lives where none of us partied, we decided to write a song about partying. Yeah. Well, but, that that's uh, the irony behind that one. Yeah. You know, that's like me wearing the pin. Like I love Mills or something like that. But uh, but yeah. So that one. And why were you bringing that up again, Kyle? The the party anthem songs. Oh, because I was saying. Oh, like, because happy. How do you write yeah, a happy we song? We try to write the. But those, it does come out a little attack. Corny. And they sounded just corny as hell. Like looking back on them, it's, ugh, lyrics yeah, I, are just not good. No, they weren't. But but you can do party it. It was fun though. Yeah, yeah. People do write happy songs. Sometimes you know who's good at it. Uh, country music oftentimes has they're they're good mm-hmm. at guising sad things as sounding happy, you mm-hmm. know, or That's something true. like that. So I don't. Know. I'm sure there's a way to do it where it could just be about enjoying life or living life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like for us, you can easily write one about being content where you are, right? Or like growing up or something like that. Well, you could do something about being content where you are, right? Heartbreak because I feel like everyone could pull some from that. Losing friends because I feel like everyone has lost friends along the way or made new mm-hmm. friends. Um, growing up, you know and shit i thought i had five growing up and then something else but those are like really key ones you could do growing up losing or gaining new friends um your current life and like just living life and being content where you are and then relationship heartbreak stuff but i feel like you pull one from each topic five song ep yeah right Beautiful. and then some of them are like a historical thing you, you know, think like so? Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and then just write a song about like a historic- the Battle of Yorktown or something. A historical song. Yeah, there? people do oh that. Oh my god. Maybe we should just Bastille Day. Maybe we should just be a. Um... Oh, there's that band Bastille, right? Well, I was talking about the Rush song. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> I, that's lost on Stephen. Okay. Uh, maybe we should just become a Gordon Lightfoot cover band. I hey man, I love Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Miss him. Oh my god. R.I.P. Gord. Yeah, but anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up. Yeah, I think it does. The history up. of the band, yeah, um, and and alludes to the future. The history for now, yeah. His- yeah for yeah. now, history. What, what's that? What's that Natasha Bedingfield song? The rest is still unwritten. The rest is still unwritten, right, or something like that. I cried in fifth grade because our teacher played that as we were walking out, and I was like, "That's such <laughs> easy emotional that manipulation," is, but it worked. That is so corny. Oh my god. I love that song though. It was a good song. Natasha, if you're listening to this, hey. Um, but you never know. We might be big one day. 
you know, trying mm-hmm. to get people on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go right to Natasha. Yeah, she'll be she'll our be first. They'll be like, "Who the fuck is this? <laughs> she's so <laughs> she's so irrelevant now." <laughs> well, it's not a good way to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, cut oh. that part out. <laughs> yeah, I will cut that part. <laughs> so, anyway, that. yep, that's the history for now. Like Nick said. Um, Give us a follow on Spotify, uh, mm-hmm. Instagram. Share the podcast. Share it with your friends, with everyone. Try and get the follower count up. Yep. Uh, get those monthly listeners up. We say it we every just week. Broke get 500 going. Five hundred plays. Did we? we Kyle, did, that's actually sure pretty did. exciting. Five hundred. It's a lot of hours of people listening to us talk. It's like almost five hundred hours. That's basically five hundred hours. I know. Wow. That's crazy. That's really good. I like that. So I'm glad some people at least like us talking. Again, shoot us any kind of message. Um, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, we will mm-hmm. talk about anything. Anything. Maybe we can make some out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that said, I've been Q. I'm A. I'm Nick. And we'll see you <laughs> next time. time.